if you can understand that we're in a game, this game is called life, that really the whole goal of the game is to become a more advanced player. And the way that you become a more advanced player is to be more aware of the rules and to be more in attunement with how we engage with the game. And once you just start to cultivate more mastery in understanding the game and understanding how to use your tools, everything that you ever thought was a block for you is actually the thing that will make your life the most incredible version that you could ever imagine. In today's busy world, how can we find the inspiration, knowledge, and energy to live a healthy and empowered life? If we balance and harmonize our mind, exercise our body, live according to the laws of nature, and connect to spirit, can we find a way to heal, become our authentic self, and live our purpose with love? I am your hostess, Amy Fournier, and welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. Welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. The show is about helping you to be healthy and fit in mind, body, and spirit, as well as harmonize your masculine and feminine energy, tap into your intuition, your true source of power, and awaken your authentic self. Today, my guest is Vanessa Lambert. I was referred to Vanessa by a friend of mine, Jared Picard, who happened to be on my show because he knows a tremendous amount about agriculture and biodynamic farming, regenerative farming, working with the elements to create beautiful products for mind, body, and spirit that are not only good for us, but also good for the planet. And uh, he also is an amazing curator of events and um, just beautiful experiences for people. He's quite an amazing person. But anyway, I guess he figured that Vanessa and I might hit it off, and wow, he was right. I couldn't believe it. Uh, Vanessa and I just have such a great conversation. I enjoyed this show so much. I hope you enjoy it as well. In fact, we both decided she had to come back for part two, so this is going to be part one that you're going to hear today, because what often happens when I really strike gold with some of my guests we just riffed and have such a great conversation that um, I usually don't even get to half the things I wanted to talk to them about. <laughs> so I end up having them back for a part two. And that's an amazing blessing. Don't you love when things like that happen? You just really jive with someone. Anyway, so please uh, be on the lookout for part two of my conversation with Vanessa Lambert. But Vanessa is quite an accomplished young woman. Wow. She's been a conduit for group and individual transformation for the past 30 years. As both a coach and as well as a retreat facilitator, she's offered a more holistic approach to health, fitness, and spirituality rooted in her own insatiable pursuit of the world's leading edge healing modalities, whether they be modern or ancient in origin. Vanessa formed her foundation in nutrition and fitness under the personal toolage of celebrated health pioneers like Rob Wolf and Mark Sisson. Her personal interests and later her professional offerings expanded to include a wide range of soft energy, movement, breath work, and alternative healing arts, including certifications in spiritual counseling, kundalini yoga, ashtotic reading, reiki, sound healing, and more. Vanessa is the co-founder of 
Be the Wellness and founder of Starseed Collective, both of which showcase her unique flavor and ability to cultivate community by creating dynamic healing containers to facilitate groups and individuals who seek transformative change through holistic means. For the past 11 years, both companies have hosted regular online and in-person gatherings, retreats, workshops, and boutique festivals around the world, which showcase Vanessa's vast skills and contagious passion for life. In fact, Vanessa and I talk about her annual event, which is the B-Fest event. And uh, this next one, depending on your listening to this episode, the next one is scheduled for April 2023. And she so graciously agreed to provide you with a discount coupon code. You ready for this? If you sign up for the event and enter the word awakening at checkout, you will get $500 off this event. And guess what? If you go to the April one in Mexico, you might see me there because I got so jazzed up by all this conversation. And when I checked out what they do at this event and some of the speakers and the whole lineup of activities they have. And the fact that it seems like all the cool events are in Mexico. Have you ever noticed that? I've just apparently got to get myself to Mexico. But once I saw that, I'm like, you know, I just going to have to really consider going to this myself. So who knows if you hear this and you go to the April one, it'd be so cool if uh, you and I could meet. Wouldn't that be amazing? Please make sure you come up and say hi and introduce yourself to me. But you can use your coupon code AWAKENING to save some money. And don't worry if you're listening to this episode after April of 2023, check out my Instagram at FitAmyTV. That's F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V because I will be posting updates because again, she holds these events once a year and I'll post any new coupon codes there because I want you to be able to save some money. And sometimes we need a little extra kick to get us to do things that we probably know we should. So anyway, hopefully I'll see you at that event. So on this show, it's so fascinating. We talk about bringing the feminine into discipline and how devotion equals freedom in her in Vanessa's book and how it's different than having discipline. It's a really cool conversation. We talk about Vanessa's journey from the masculine operating system into a more feminine one and a really cool section on conscious partnerships, conscious unions. I asked Vanessa what it's like to be working as a business partner with her husband, who she's done so successfully, I might add, for going on 20 years. And we talk about how the women carry the emotional energy of a relationship. Then we get into sound codes and mantras and how you have your own sound current, your own unique sound code in the universe. We talk about tips into how to cultivate your own subtle energies. And I asked Vanessa, what are the top two challenges that she's seen in her career that people have? And can you guess what they are? She said money and time. So those are the two biggest issues that people have universally. And I'd have to agree. So this is a super educational, very interesting, very inspiring conversation. And if you're interested in some of these topics that we covered today, you might want to check out episode 73 with my guest, Ian Morris, where we get into more about sound healing. 
episode 91 with my guest, Alex Rybczynski, where we talk about conscious partnership and another very inspiring conscious relationship. And episode 128 with Wade Lightheart, where we talk about this idea of the masculine feminine of uh, discipline versus devotion and how that mindset shift is very, very different in those two polarities. So that's 128 with Wade Lightheart. And episode 137 with Keith Witt, where we talk about the erotic polarities. Such a fascinating, one of my favorite, favorite topics. So those are some other episodes you might want to check out if you dig this type of topic. Okay, so let's now join Vanessa Lambert. Enjoy. Welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. And welcome to the show, Vanessa. Mm, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's already been so beautiful. We're just I know, <laughs> right? And yeah. I just want to share with the audience that uh, if you're a subscriber, you've heard this before, but every time before I record with a guest, I do a clearing and a little prayer of intention that's just my, it's been my little ritual from day one. It was actually started... Uh, by me when I started my show as a way to calm myself down prior to talking to someone. But it's really evolved into this really evocation and um, ritual of me just ooh, tuning out the crazy, like, which is what happened today. I had some technical problems getting on with you on time. My puppy's going ballistic in the background. My older dog has been very sick and been up with her every night. So there's been some drama behind the scenes, but ever so needed more than usual, I needed to really clear myself and center myself prior to now being present and engaging with you. And I like to try to be uh, just a channel when I record these episodes and get Amy Fournier out of the way as much as possible and just kind of let the messages come through. So we do this clearing and this centering, and I always invite the guests to say something if they'd like, and 85% of them say no, which is fine, no problem. And But you, of course, said yes, and wow, what a beautiful I don't know what we call it, intention, prayer, maybe your words. It was just such a beautiful, and it was it was a beautiful way for me to now experience at the beginning of our conversation, uh, you and the what you bring to the table as a healer, as someone who's tapped in and um, really working in these in these etheric realms and in the subtle energies. So, thank you for sharing that beautiful piece of you and that firsthand experience for me. Mm, it was so beautiful. I just felt like, wow, what a wonderful way to just kind of cut through all the chaos and get heart to heart right away. That was just, oh, it was awesome. Thank you so much. I feel so honored. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you. And, you know, I've had a bunch of guests even say, you know, you really should include that in the recording for the audience to hear it. I'm like, mm, really? I don't know if they really want to hear that. But, and, um, I but I mean, yeah. you can always take it time by time, right? Each, each yeah, episode, true. it creates itself and it's co-creating with you. So maybe, maybe this is the one you put it in and maybe you don't put it in for the rest. Who knows? <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. And that's something, you know, it's funny. We're talking about this thing because, you know, a big part of my show, Awakening Aphrodite is about me awakening that feminine flow, spontaneous, spontaneous part of myself, which has always been there. I've always been a kid at heart and super like, like to be fun and keep things fun, life of the party, all that stuff. But just been really, you know, 
overworking, over-masculinized, drive, 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 very ambitious woman running businesses and working very hard my whole life. So I've, I've gotten in this quagmire of, and the discipline, Vanessa, has gotten me far. You know, it got me success in the fitness world and modeling and all that stuff, you know, dieting, all that stuff and, you know, working out when you didn't feel like it and, you know, business goals. But I I'm now really learning what it's like to live more in the feminine of there's one thing for discipline and yes, it creates freedom as they say, but there's also space for not, you know, like just knowing that discretion of knowing this is now like not working for me. Now it's just a mental exercise of me forcing myself. So do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. You know, I, I've played with this a lot, so it's, it's awesome that you're opening with this and, you know, I love this discipline equals freedom idea. I think it's beautiful in its own right. It has its own medicine and all of that. But what I say for myself is devotion equals freedom. Mm. And I think about being the most devotional being to myself, to my practice, to my life, to showing up for this big ass mission that is my destiny. And I love this, the shift that that has created for me because it's like you said, it's taken it out of the masculine a bit and putting it a bit more into the feminine. And it's helped me realize like, I don't do most of what I do because I have to. I do it because I'm in devotion to my being and to my light and to the people I'm here to serve. And so that little shift just made such a difference for me. And so, yeah, sometimes you do have to be disciplined and you just have to show up and you just have to do the thing. And that's true. But I think that for me, I always think of, you know, every moment I wake up every morning and I take a cold shower at between 4.30 and 5.30 AM. And is it a discipline? Yes but it's also one of the biggest devotional acts I give to myself and my mission every day. And so it just, it, it balances it for me or it brings it into a harmony for me where I'm not fighting against it. It's actually allowing the discipline or the devotional practice to be a choice and to be something that I'm harmonizing with, if that makes sense. Okay. I love this. And that's a great example because we are very similar in that regard. I'm almost exactly with you on the timing. I'm up about 4.30 with my dogs. I'm not quite in the cold shower till probably closer to 5.30 by the time I do the, what I got to do with them. But walk us through how, because come on, every morning I'm like, ah, I do this every morning. Maybe this morning I don't have to take a cold shower. I don't want to, you know, like how is that, how does that not really how does that not be a discipline thing for you? Cause I've got to admit, I have to, I have to power through it. I have to be like, no, just do it. You know, like, I don't know. It doesn't feel devotional to me. I'll be honest. So how do you make it devotional and not discipline when it's something so uncomfortable? Yeah, I get it. Well, you know, I think for me, it, it's interesting because I've been doing it for about two years now. And the crazy thing is that yeah, sometimes I don't want to do it or I want to sleep in or I want to blah, 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 all the things. But I've, I've become so in love with the aftermath 
Yes. But I just think I'm like, this is, this is something you're doing for yourself so that, you know, five, 10 minutes from now, you'll be in, you'll be living into a totally different reality. And I think that by nature, I'm kind of a psychonaut. Like I kind of just like altered states of consciousness. I kind of just like things that make me shift my reality and make me feel like I'm winning the game. And, and so I think that that's, I can, I can easily identify that. And then I'm like, all right, so yes, the discipline is here because at some level you just have to step in the dang shower. But there's also this devotion to like the awakening that you, I'm sure you could, you would love that word, the awakening it's going to create for me for the rest of the day. So it's like the, the discipline starts to be a smaller part of the conversation as the devotional practice and what it yields fills my aura and fills my psyche. Wow, Vanessa, I love that. So what I'm feeling you say, it's like, it's like a subtle mindset, mindset shift from discipline, forcing yourself, which is kind of where I've been coming from in my masculine programming to more of like, I'm doing this because I'm devoted to myself. It's like yes. a different energy behind it. It's like more because I love you <laughs> type thing, yes, you know, exactly. rather than come on, do it, you know? And, and it's such a huge shift. And I think that honestly, yeah. there's nothing wrong with either approach, to be honest. Yep. Maybe you're the type of person who's like, no, I just want to kick my own ass into the shower. And that's how I want to be about it. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I think for me, it was just much more beautiful. It was mm. much more like in the listening to my own self and the listening to my own conversation, I was much more interested in hearing that way of putting it than, you know, just ridiculing or belittling myself into some act that was different. Difficult. So I think for me, that's the other part of it is like, I want to think more beautiful and interesting thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's a massive mission for me. Like I, when I listen to myself and what's going on in my mind, I want to be like, oh my gosh, that's good. Like, good job. Yeah. Like, that's so good. Inspired and, by yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just, and just entertained by myself in love with it. Like just all of that, anything that you can ratchet up where you are, you know, you enjoy being with yourself more, I feel like is you're winning the game. You're, you're certainly being a way more masterful player than many people in the game, at least. And I think that that's fun and it's beautiful. I love that. I'll tell you that, you know, I've heard, I think it was Dr. Andrew uh, Huberman, you know, uh, uh -huh. from the Huberman podcast. Mm -hmm. He, they talk about all the time, you know, the cold shower thing and doing the hard things and, you know, mental discipline and creating mental resiliency and fortitude and how it's something that unfortunately, you know, it's like our culture has gotten kind of soft in that regard. We're, we're so comfortable in the way we live with all our modern conveniences and temperature controlled living, you know, and 70 degrees all the time and, you know, hot foods, plenty of food around running water. Like we don't, we could just push a button and we've got food delivered to our door. We don't have to leave our house anymore to be, to eat. Whereas we used to have to work for rewards. And that's how we got dopamine and all these other neurotransmitters. That's the way the body was set up that you don't get rewards without effort. That's kind of right. how it's supposed to be. Right. And when you kind of ignore these natural laws is when you get into kind of imbalances and problems. But he talked about, he's, he has talked about before how I, he gave a, the analogy of the cold showers and how research shows that there's kind of like two different types of people so, and, and neither one is right or wrong, but some people, uh, 
lack of a better word, make themselves do the cold shower because no one really wants to, or the cold, you know, the cold bath or cold plunge, whatever, uh, by like, like psyching themselves up. And it's kind of, to me, more of a masculine energy, like, all right, come on, just do it. You know, like jump in there and just crank that, you know, nozzle and yeah, you know, and then let the water come down. And that's kind of me. So I realized like, oh gosh, like I have definitely more of a masculine approach. That's my, my athlete in me, you know, and that gets me through it. Whereas some people sounds more like you, Vanessa, because they're more of like, they breathe and they soften their whole body and they just allow their body with a big exhale to just soften into the experience of feeling the cold and surrendering to it. Mm. And that's what gets them through it. And so I thought it was really interesting that here he is a neuroscientist explains how there's different camps. So just for the listeners, you know, if you're doing one way or the other, it doesn't mean, oh no, I'm doing it in the masculine way. That's wrong. Like it's at the end of the day, it's about really just doing it, but it's, Cause it's all about self-knowledge, right? Like where do you fall in that scale to understand yourself better? And you know, do you want to change that? Is that you maybe want to try the other seat, but not that one's right or wrong. Cause at the end of the day, it's about taking the cold shower. A hundred percent. And you know, I have a, a huge athletic background and trained in yeah. CrossFit and competed in CrossFit and, you know, I was a gymnast growing up. So by default, that was my mechanism forever. It was pushing like, it, get yeah. in there, get it done. You could do it. So, you know, that, that was definitely the story I told myself. That was the thing I did. And so it's really just been in this last few years where I've been examining that other side and understanding the portal through the feminine and just seeing like, what oh. does that create for me? What, what is that entry point create? that I didn't know myself to have experienced before. And I think that that's just, again, back to just being at heart, a very curious person and wanting to kind of eke out experience in my life. I'm like, well, I know what it's like to just force myself through it. I've done that for years. That's, That's a very like tried and true you know, way for me to get through things. But is there, you know, a new side of myself that I could discover and that I could get to know that's in this other, you know, vein of existence that I just, I didn't even know was there. And I think that is what I would encourage people to ask themselves is, you know, are you curious about the other facets of yourself? And if you are, a cold shower is a wonderful place to explore those facets. (laughs) That's so cool. I love that. And, you know, you're right. I, even when I was preparing to talk with you today and researching, I was like, wow, we have a lot of similarities because like you, I had my origins 300 years ago in fitness and the physical health and all that stuff and athleticism. I wasn't a gymnast, but I was sure an athlete. And, um, you know, always though had a spiritual bent to me though. It was always like a deep thinker, even as a child. And, you know, so it was always there. I don't want to say I, you know, now obviously more in the spiritual realm because it was always there. It's just that it wasn't vogue. It wasn't popular back Uh then, you know, back, you know, in the eighties and nineties, people were personal trainers and, you know, you didn't, God forbid you talk about any of the other stuff. You actually weren't even allowed to, you weren't even allowed to talk about nutrition and that's physical, you know, you, that was like all taboo, but regardless, um, yes. So you and I share that very similar path and I find it, 
I find it interesting that that's, that's very good advice about um, the, the curiosity about your other half, your feminine way of being, and you're ahead of me in that game. I'm, I'm getting there myself, but, but that's a good way to look at it. Like I want to explore this whole, whole other part of me. And because until you do that, you're not, you're not operating on all cylinders, right? You're, it's like, you've got a, uh, a six cylinder car and you're driving two cylinders. You're not using your full potential. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think the thing is I always ask myself, like, do I think I'm interesting enough to explore the other facets of myself? Right. And, and it's kind of, a, it, it's sort of a curious question to ask yourself because you're like, am I interested enough in myself to go into a place I have yet to know myself to be? And I think that's a really that's cool. interesting question because, you know, a lot of people do what they do because they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to look at that other thing. I don't want to try yeah. that other thing. Yeah. Like, no, no, this thing works for me and I'm just going to stick with it. But when you ask yourself, well, do you think you're interesting enough? Do you think there might be some other aspect of you that's interesting enough that it's worthwhile to just see, just to try something and see what's there? It's kind of like it puts you cool. back a minute and, and you have to kind of say, oh, wow, like, do I think I'm interesting enough? Or like, do I think I'm worth enough, like investment of time and curiosity yeah. to look at these other pieces of myself? And so I think it's kind of a, a fun little, it's sort of like a fun little brain teaser because then you have to acknowledge, well, if I don't think I'm interesting enough to try that, then okay, now like that's a whole other ball of like wax that I have to unpack. Yeah. So I, I just think it's, you know, back to just really what I love about this life experience is that you can be curious with yourself. And you know, that idea of being a psychonaut, it doesn't have to even be based on doing psychedelics or anything. It's about like the curiosity of the human experience and of the brain chemistry and of where you can take yourself into different dimensions of your own experience. And I just think that's like, that's something worth being interested in. And that's the magic and juice of life, isn't it? This show is all about helping you empower yourself. And I'm so thrilled to have hooked up with my friend Ross Newkirk and his amazing company, Conscious Technologies, because they produce things that help us do just that. Ross, can you share with us some of the feedback you're getting on the Core Harmonizer? Yeah, actually, people have found that the Core Harmonizer has really been helpful for their pets as well. There's uh, a pet owner that has uh, rabbits <laughs> and uh, they put their Core Harmonizer up on a small table and the rabbits actually nest and go under <laughs> the Core Harmonizer wow. and, and love to be around it. In some cases, dogs um, that had been... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, quite aggressive, uh, reduce uh, some of their aggression, at least around the core harmonizer. There was one dog in particular that was just yapping nonstop and quite aggressive. And the owner noticed that um, there was a big shift in the dog. Also, small children tend to really gravitate towards the core harmonizer. When they first uh, experience the core harmonizer, sometimes their energy um, really shifts and they feel greater sense of peace and calmness. Um, so that's been really neat to see. You know, and if you check out episode 105, Ross and I go into a deep dive about all this to learn more. But I actually talk about in that episode 105, my little eight-year-old niece, Jacqueline, when she first came into my house and I had it playing, of course, 
and she just stopped. Then she left the room. She came back with a blanket and put it down right in front of the core harmonizer because it's like a beautiful six-sided stool that goes on the ground. It's beautiful oak wood. She put the blanket down right in front of it and laid down in front of it and wish wanted to be near it. And she looked at me and she said, Aunt Amy, everyone in the world should have one of these in their home. She loves it. So there you go. And, and my dog's the same way. I put it right next to their little beds. They love it. They sleep next to it. It is a game changer. And Russ, what is it about the core harmonizer that is harmonizing our energy and our cells and our, our stress levels? Like, how does it work? Can you just give us the simple version of how exactly this is doing its magic? Yeah, you know, it, it uses uh, frequencies. Um, you know, everything around us is frequencies. Uh, it uses light, music, and uh, geometry, shapes that have specific um, frequencies to them. Uh, a lot of them are found in ancient findings, uh, like the Flower of Life and the uh, the Great Pyramid. Those uh, angles in the Great Pyramid, we have copper cones that are in the top of the uh, the core harmonizer that are the same internal angle as the Great Pyramid. So that just the light, music, and geometries create together create a very coherent uh, space. And when someone's in that space, they start to release things that are limiting ideas about themselves, frustration, lower frequency vibrations and start to connect to higher frequencies and uh, within those higher frequencies um, uh, answers exist and that's how we can uh, reclaim our uh, innate self-healing capabilities intuitive capabilities and perceptive capabilities friends i'm telling you the truth this has changed my life i've been in the industry over three decades i've seen a lot of products come and go i've tried a lot of products and this has changed my life this is one of the top three if not the top one product in my life that i love i feel it immediately it has changed the way i work i feel every day it just makes me feel more peace i'm just so grateful to you and your team ross check out more in episode 105 you can get yours at a special discount on my website under the recommended products page. Just enter the code FITAMYTV10 and you save 10%. Thanks, Ross. You know, I love that you're bringing this up for the audience, for us to all just take a pause out of our, you know, doing our chores and the routine and all the things we got to do and being responsible people. And it's like the world has no regard and space for the mystery and the magic. And that's the feminine. I mean, it's changing, but in our everyday lives, I mean, maybe you can help us. Do you have any tips? Like how can we bring space for that mystery, that magic, the, because people just don't even think like that. They're kind of on automatic pilot and just doing what they got to do. And most people don't have that enough energy to even get through the day. Never mind have the luxury to think like, oh, I'm going to, you know, daydream and, you know, like how can we kind of cultivate that more in the everyday life? Mm, yeah. I think, you know, my teacher, Guru Jagat, uh, she, she said there's a war on magical thinking mm. and it always stuck with me because I thought, you know, like when we really think about that, we're, we're more interested in esotericism, you know, more than ever, maybe at least in the course of our lifetime. Yep. Right. So yep. there's obviously a huge amount of the population that's opening themselves to, you know, more esoteric teachings or different modalities mm -hmm. or spiritual practices. But at the same 
time, there's more pressure against that than ever. And, you know, this is because we live in a polarity experience. So whenever the light shines brighter, the dark is getting darker. And this is just the earth experience. We're always in that contrast of light and dark. And I think that this is something to just acknowledge because when you realize that, you realize, okay, well, the magical thinking, the um, the, the, you know, interplay of how much I allow myself to be in this kismet experience of life has to be a devotional choice. It has to be a conscious choice because there's so much pressure to pull you away from that. There's so much pressure that says, you know, don't go over there, so stick true. to the studies, stick to the, this person or the, that person, mm -hmm. or do it how it's proven. Experts, listen to yeah, the experts. Listen to mm -hmm. the experts, our favorite mm -hmm. line of 2020, right? Doctors. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I think we just have to acknowledge that that's happening. And once we realize like there is actually this polarity experience, then you, you get to decide where you want to live in that spectrum. And this is why I love devotion as a word and also as kind of an ideology. It's like, what, what part of your bandwidth do you want to dedicate to having a do devotional experience of your life? And, and within that devotion, there's so much magic. There's so much access to levels of thinking, to levels of existing, and to really just experimenting in your own energetic experience that like it, it takes you just saying, I want to have a devotional route towards that in order to discover it. Mm -hmm. That's super powerful. Uh, you know, the polarity experience is again, really what this whole show is about. Um, because at the end of the day, that's where it all comes down to, you know, the archetypal forces of the masculine feminine in the universe, yeah. you know, not only in each of us, but in just the grander scheme of everything. And that's mm -hmm. what it all comes down to is that, that yin yang, the, the interplay. Yeah. Um, very, 100%. And, and it's, it's sure like out in our faces right now, right? Like the, the super, polarity yes. is like very starkly um, in the conscious awareness. Everything's turned up. It's mm. like, you know, everything is maximized. And I think this is really, this came out of the last few years where the polarity is stronger than ever. And I think it's just really, really important to know that because, you know, you, you intuitively understand that when you watch the news or you listen to even people's different accounts of what's happening in the world right now, they're so vastly different. You know, some people are looking at through looking through through a certain lens that sees it in this way and they're positive this is the way it is. And then you speak to somebody else and they're positive that it's like some completely other way. How can both of those things be happening at the same time? if we don't acknowledge polarity, if we don't acknowledge that there are contrasting forces on planet earth, it's just part of the deal. And I think once you do that, there's all of this freedom to be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, where do I wanna live in that spectrum of polarity? Yes, yes. yes. And now it's, it's, there's so much more sovereignty, there's so much autonomy in, in where you decide to put yourself in this game of life. And I, I think that that is really probably the thing that my life's work is all about is to help you recognize that that's even going on, that this is kind of the rules of the game. And now do you wanna be a more masterful player and how can we do that together? And more conscious, make more conscious choices and kind of taking your sovereignty back is really at the end of the day what it's all about. Yes. So Vanessa, how would you, 
explain to someone what you do right oh. now. Cause my goodness, <laughs> you have such a vast, uh, track record and yeah. so many skills. Yeah. It's, it's uh, my friends jokingly call me Barbie because they're like, not because of the blonde hair, but because they say, Oh, are you being, are you being spiritual Barbie today? Or are you being athlete Barbie today? Uh -huh. <laughs> like, yep. mm -hmm. Which Barbie you mean? Uh, so yeah, I have, you know, it's like a whole plethora of stuff going on, but you know, the way that I like to describe it, and I think it's perfect for your show is that we have sort of two sides of our business and our world that my husband and I run together. The one side and the one company is called be the wellness and it's a company where we've run wellness-based events and retreats all around the world for 11 years now and then I have another side of my reality and you could even say the polarity of that if you want uh, which is called Starseed Collective and in that business in that vein I teach kundalini yoga I teach the Akashic Records and I really work in some of those more spiritual modalities and uh, I joke that Be The Wellness is kind of our boy child and Starseed Collective is our girl child because they, they sort of have the masculine and feminine balance. So those are the worlds that I live in. I live really in the Be The Wellness world is about creating peak experiences and really helping people to transform through actual events and um, you know, hiking to the top of Machu Picchu or, you know, taking an African safari or whatever. That's on my bucket list. Those are both on my bucket list. Both <laughs> well, of those. It's funny you, you said to that. the right place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it's really about like, how can we use this physical incarnation and go put ourselves in physical locations and have, you know, transformative experience through this kind of physical paradigm. And obviously there's a spiritual component to all of that as well, but it's much more fixed in like a physical experience. And then the Starsea Collective side of it is really just um, like you were saying, it's it's working in in the light. It's working in energy. It's working in really understanding your unique soul's essence and um, understanding what your unique sound codes are, how how you are, who you are when you're not saying a word. And mm -hmm. I think that's um, probably the best way to describe it. And the two modalities I teach and use the most are Kundalini Yoga and the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful pairing of the um, those two businesses. Um, yes, I really find is. it interesting that you are in business with your partner. And from what I understand, you guys have been married over two decades. Is that right? Yeah, we'll be married 20 years this year. That's like not even heard of these days. Plus you're not, you're, you're a young woman. So that's amazing. I'm 44. So I, the, yeah. the, the numbers calc, but <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I guess I think of you energetically as yet, regardless of, chron I don't really think of age chronologically anymore. I've kind of passed that mic, but to me, you just have such a, a beautiful, clear, high energy. To me, you have a very vibrant energy, which feels young to me. So take it as a compliment. I'm, I'm taking um, it. <laughs> yeah. And you certainly look young too. Oh, um, you. But I think I'm just going to talk girl to girl here because it's just the two of us. Yeah. yeah, nobody <laughs> yeah there's else nobody else listening, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, right now I'm in a single period. Uh, I am single, unattached emotionally. And uh, I find it very inspiring and encouraging to come because it's one thing to be married, Vanessa, mm -hmm. but we all know the statistics over half the marriages end in divorce. And of the half that are still married, how many are happy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and 
of course, there's not going to be any marriage without its, you know, challenges and whatnot, and we're not going to pry, but for all intensive purposes, from what I understand, you have, your marriage is working, right? You're obviously working together. So I think it's fascinating. Number one, you're married so long and you're, you have a conscious partnership you're because this is what I'm looking for. Um, I'm just going to say it straight. I don't have a problem being with somebody. That's not the issue. I, anybody could be with anybody, right? Yeah. That's not the problem. The problem is, and my, my very close friend and mentor, Paul Check has, has talked to me about this many times. And, and uh, again, I'm just going to be honest at the risk of sounding, I don't know, like arrogant or whatever, but you know, he says, Amy, you know, what you're looking for is not easy to find because you're looking for someone who's consciously elevated and it's not every person is now more people are becoming that way. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but it's harder to find. And I look at someone like you, Vanessa, and I mean, you can't be in the kind of business you're in with your husband and I've heard your podcasts and stuff. So I know you're both very consciously aware. You're both growth minded growth, uh, you know, growth oriented, um, and, and all that stuff. So I find it very inspiring that you're, you found a man like that. You have a partnership for all intensive purposes works and you're in business together. So what do you have to share with the rest of us who don't have something like that, but would love to have something like that and call it in any thoughts? Well, I'll start with this, that, you know, I think the most important thing is that there's good raw material. And that's what I found about my husband. He wasn't this um, perfectly formed being that was so conscious and all of the things that I was looking for. Obviously, we were very young when we met, but at the same time, I still knew to a large degree what I was looking for and that, you know, a conscious being was high on the list. But what I saw was that he had good raw material and he had a good heart and that he was flexible in nature to actually change and to grow and to evolve with me. And so even though he wasn't, you know, like the, the perfect picture right when I met him, I, I just could tell that there was so much potential. And I think that that's where sometimes, you know, we go wrong is we want exactly what we want, exactly how we want it. And we don't, it's not that we want to sacrifice anything, it's that we're afraid to put in the work and I've put in two decades of work with my husband and I'm not kidding. I mean, it's been ups and downs and trials and tribulations, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but through it all remain one fact. And that was that the raw material, the good heartedness, the, the willingness to show up was there. That's the key. And, and that's, that's the, the key. key. That's mm-hmm. the key. And, and so, you know, we've gone to the ends of the earth to, to, to really nurture our love from plant medicine ceremonies to, you know, peak experiences out in the wild to, you know, we do our Kundalini practice every morning together. It's like we've gone to great lengths to keep nurturing and nourishing the relationship. But what was always there was the seed of, of responsibility and willingness to show up for one another. And so I think that's it. You know, if you can find that, then you've got something to work with. I would also say that the woman is the heartbeat of the relationship and she really is the guiding force. 
And so if the woman is not happy, if the woman is not settled and satisfied, that is reflected into the nature of the, the relationship. And I know that that is like, you hear that and you're like, well, why is it my responsibility? Like, why can't he be responsible? I, I don't know why, honestly, but it's something I've, I've grown to know is true in true. my experience. And so the woman has to carry the, the heavy burden of really navigating that relationship to the highest level of its, its possibility. And that is something that I had to accept. And I had to realize, okay, I have, I have a, I have the lion's share of responsibility in this. Luckily I have a partner who's willing to show up and is moldable and is all those things, but I'm, I'm steering the ship. And so it was up to me to figure out, okay, I need to be happy. I need to be holy. I need to be healthy. Yes. And once I really realized that it all begins and ends with me, the relationship just continued to blossom and become more and more beautiful. And I can honestly say, and I think this is helpful for people to hear out there, we are the happiest we've ever been. Wow. At 20 years. Amazing. 20 years. And most people just think, well, at 20 years, you're kind of just like, whatever, you're in yep. it because you're in it. Mm -hmm. We're the happiest. We are the most present. We're the most loving. So inspiring. And that, that all comes from me taking the initiative to say like, I've got to figure out what's going on with me so that I can, I can embody that in the space. Yes. And, and then my partner is going to show up as a reflection of that. Yes, 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 yes. I'm doing a Harry Met Sally. Yes, 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 yes. Vanessa, everything you said is perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is just so important. Everything you said, I want to make a couple points. So about the potential. Okay. So yes, you tuned into the fact this man has a good heart. He's a good person. You were very young when you met. Obviously, there was a lot of growing that you both had to do, but you knew at the end of the day, he had integrity. He was a good person. He was kind and you trusted him. That's yes. all beautiful. But we all know that I don't want people to mishear what she's saying, folks, because we also know that there's a lot of women who are in relationships due to the fact that this guy's got potential, right? Like, but you know that he could, if he wanted to, or he, he's almost there, but he doesn't. Okay. So the difference is the guy can have potential, but he's got to take action and be making steps forward. He can't just have the potential. Now I know Vanessa, you weren't saying that girlfriend, but I'm yeah, just kind no. of, yeah, I'm just he clarifying. Show up. He had yeah. to show up. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's one thing to have potential and it's another thing to be, you know, taking steps with the potential and doing something with it. Absolutely. The other thing I think that is, is critical that I love that you said, you know, there's ancient sayings that, you know, happy life, happy wife, uh -huh. you know, like there's a reason why cultures <laughs> yep. say that. And it's yes. nothing to do with sexism or feminism or anything. It's because of cultures have known from the beginning of time, women carry the emotional burden of the relationship of the tribe of the family. That's why we had red tents. That's yeah. why women clear. That's why women cleanse with our monthly cleanse. Okay. Yeah. We clear energy for others. That's what we do. So if she's not happy, you're not going to be happy. And any smart man's going to know that like it or not. Yeah. And I'll refer to the audience to the episode I did with Dr. Keith Witt on the erotic polarities. I think it's like 138, 137. If you just put in the search, Awakening Aphrodite, Dr. Keith Witt, 
erotic polarities. We go all into this, Vanessa, about how the feminine, it's us as women, our main responsibility is to cultivate our own inner radiance, our, which is another way of saying your own self-care, your own needs, ladies, like don't feel guilty, which I'm the first person that has, you know, I always come last, right? But <laughs> we have a responsibility to do that, not only for our, us ourselves to be able to shine in our brilliance and give the world our gifts and show up as our best, but the men actually need us to do that. They need us to do that so we can shine and that inspires them. Like they require that from us because we then inspire them by being the beautiful reflection of the spiritual energy. Amen. Satnam. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I, I just think that, you know, the other thing I would say for those, because I want to go back to the women who are like, he's almost there. He has yes. potential. This is one of the reasons I really love Kundalini Yoga and I really love working with Mantra is that there are certain practices that you can do to actually support him and his energetic experience. And mm. so there's a there's a mantra we call the Mool Mantra and we can recite this mantra 11 times a day for our partners and specifically for our partners who maybe don't have a strong spiritual practice or don't even have a practice at all. And it's a way that we can support them in stepping into that embodiment. And I think this is really important for women out there who are like, ah, oh, you know, why can't we just get them to the other side? And you wish that you could do the work or you could show yep. up more, or you could do the thing. Well, if there was the one thing to try, it would be something like the Mool Mantra. This would be a, a beautifully powerful sacred sound current that you could project at them into their auric field. And I have seen women and their relationships just transform from this devotional practice to their partner. So this is, you know, there are sacred teachings and there are quite literally wisdom codes that we can embody in order to elicit those higher sensibilities from our partners. And I think it's important to have some kind of practice that you can send out towards your partner if you find you're having these types of conversations with yourself. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Well, I didn't realize, wow, cool. Mantras that you can support them. That's, yeah. that's going to be something I'll have yeah. to explore. It's I'll send you the mantra. And in fact, Please. we can link it for the listeners, but um, it's just really beautiful. And I'll, I'll even say it here if it's okay. Cause I think that, nice. yeah, let's yeah. experience it. Let's embody it. Mm. It's, it says, Ek onkar satanam katar purik nirbo nirver akal murit ajuni saibang gurprasad jap ad such yugad such hebi such nanakahosi be such. And you send that into the auric field of your partner. And these, these uh, mantras that are in these ancient lineages, they're encoded with literally, you know, thousands, maybe millions. Some people believe they even came from off planet, from extraterrestrial bodies. We don't know how far back the sound codes go, but they're very, very high frequency. And so when you start working with some of these mantras, you will be astonished the quality of your life, how it changes and how it starts to cal recalibrate to the sounds that you're now emoting into your space. 
amazing that you're saying this because I've done many episodes talking about sound, music therapy, um, the voice, the you know, the fifth chakra, um, uh, again, music therapies, um, the um the Schumann resonance, all all, you know, the earth frequencies. There's this is just work that's I think exploding now into mainstream because we're just starting to realize the power of sound as I tell people, it's like, it's like a nutrient. You know, we think of like being healthy and fit and okay, you got to exercise, you got to eat salad, you got to get to sleep, you know, that stuff, but light and sound are very similar. They're, they're nutrients that we require and there's frequencies, there's ranges like light is not light is not light. Like it's not just light. It's like a vegetable. It's like, you don't have like a vegetable. There are many different types of vegetables. Sound is the same thing. Like there's vitamin C, there's vitamin A, there's D, you know, pick a, you know, there's minerals, there's all that, there's electrolytes, but, and sound is similar. There's, you know, the, the scale and the notes and every chakra has an associated note and a scale. I mean, the, your name is, it has a sacred frequency, each sound, each syllable actually means something energetically when you actually speak it with your own unique voice box. You know, it's, it's incredible for us to learn, like, this is really true that when you say something, when you actually voice it from your internal chamber, your unique code in this world, there's no one in the world ever like you, there never will be again. And you take it from inside your vehicle and you put it out into the world with a sound, a noise, you are changing the whole world. Mm. You know, not, and you know, we all hear, oh, be careful. Your body hears everything you speak. But how many of us really pay attention to that and respect that? Because it's really true. I mean, this is one of the biggest uh, things that I talk about is the sound cool. current, is your sound current. Uh-huh. And in fact, yeah. I listen uh, at night, I have my my own voice recorded on my phone and I listen to myself repeating mantra. And so I, guru, 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 because exactly like you're saying, my voice is a nutrient that is unlike any other nutrient out there. And your sound codes are the most optimizing sound codes that you will ever receive. And so you're absolutely right. And I love so much that you're talking about this, Amy, because it's not something many people realize. So important. And it's it's probably the most important teaching we have. And that's why, you know, these ancient sacred mantras that were given through these different lineages are are some of the most powerful frequencies you can work with because they're exactly this. Because they knew. They knew. They do, and they're getting giving you like a multivitamin boost of like every nutrient you could use. Yeah, <laughs> and there's there's different mantras yeah. for different purposes. So it's like if you're trying to ev- evoke a certain experience in your life, you can work with specific sound codes in order to do that. It's, and, and you it's know, incredible. Vanessa, people have healed physical ailments by working with their voice. Yeah, yeah. I did an episode with Ruth Ratliff and uh-huh. I can't remember exactly what episode, but again, if people search that she's a voice coach and mm-hmm. she recited research where they hooked people up with machines that had certain physical ailments. Then they did some voice training with them and took them through scale octaves and all this stuff. And at the end of it, basically they changed their biological markers and helped their physical situation. And, you know, it's like, if you say the scale, do, re, 
mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. And if you go through, like those are associated with each chakra, right? Mm -hmm. And if you just do it for yourself and you become aware of which one of those did you have more trouble saying with clear resonance, that most likely is the energetic area of your physical body that might have stagnant energy. Yeah. You know, like if you, when you piece them together, it's like our bodies are always trying to communicate with us where we need to pay attention and what, you know, what might need a little more help or whatever. So I just, I love. It's so true. And it's, it's back to that original thing, which we talked about in the beginning, which is, are you interested enough yeah. in yourself yeah. to go and explore this stuff? And like you said, make it a priority sing the scale and, and notice what's going on and yes. open your awareness. I always say dilate yourself to the experience. And it's, it's like, yeah, everything you're saying is just, it's singing my heart song. I love it. Dilate. Tell me about that. What diet, what does that mean to you? Dilate yourself. Yeah, you know, well, I, Love I speak of, I speak to it a lot in my teachings because in the Kundalini teachings, you know, I could be at the front of the class and I can be telling you, do this, breathe this way, you know, say this mantra, blah, blah, blah. But my point is that you have your own sovereign experience of the teachings. You have your own relationship with the teachings. So dilate yourself to the teaching itself and listen and absorb what the teaching is giving you over what me as your teacher is giving you. And so it's it's really a sense of whatever you're doing, you might have a guide, you might have a guru, you might have a teacher, but if you don't dilate yourself to absorb the lesson, then you never really make it yours and you never really make it as meaningful as it could be. And so I think that's really what all of us with with whatever modalities you take on, is dilate yourself to allow the lesson to come in and really have a penetrative force in you. So what I'm hearing you say, Vanessa, is best basically gnosis with a G and embodiment, because this is what I've been guilty of pretty much most of my life, for whatever reason, is making things an intellectual experience. And I've even done this with my pursuit of opening up to the feminine half of my being, even when I started the show a few years ago, that I'm going to admit, actually, I just did this and I did a... Uh, a new year's show where I talked about, I don't want to say resolutions. It certainly was not a resolution. It was more of an awareness intention for the 2023 and how it, it occurred to me that, you know, in all my research and studies of the women's mysteries and waking up the feminine and Aphrodite and me, a lot of it, I will admit, and I won't be ashamed because I'm just going to tell the truth is, you know, it still was an intellectual thing, you know, and this is about, you know, the common word embodiment. And I do embody a lot, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I mean, really embodying it. So what I'm hearing you say is you tell your students dialing it in to me, what that sounds like is don't listen to what I'm saying and intellectualize it in your brain, but take it in, make it your own, experience it in your being, let it kind of swirl around inside of you, let it marinate and then let it kind of come out and be its own thing as your experience and be aware of what that is. Mm, well said, well said. And, you know, I'll have students all the time ask me like, 
well, is, you know, should I breathe this way or should I do this? And yes, there are teachings given and there are things where it's like, yeah, you want to breathe this way or you want to sit this way. But some of the teachings aren't given. And uh. so I could make that up as your teacher. I could say like, well, I guess you could sit this way or look over here, or do whatever. But instead, I'm always like, ask the teaching, get yes. into it. Nice. sit down start the meditation start the action and ask the teaching and see what comes through and have your own relationship in your own dialogue with the teaching itself it's so much more powerful than anything i'm just going to give you as an answer i love it plus again you're doing the whole teach them how to fish rather than give them the fish you know exactly yeah exactly. you're teaching them <laughs> the, the process of how to get there on your own Without, again, it's going within rather than going without, right? It's internalizing for answers rather than externalizing for answers, rather than asking the expert, the doctor, the someone else. It's asking yourself and becoming aware, like you said, dialing in, feeling, and just tapping into what your body is telling you. And then I think too, Vanessa, maybe you can talk to this. A big part for people is once they do dial in is to how do we have the confidence to know the answer is coming from our soul and not from our fears, our subconscious programming or whatever it may be? How do we, how do we know that this is legitimately my soul telling me the answer? Yeah. How do we have the confidence and then the courage to follow it? Because we know this is legitimately my soul mm. and not you know, my grandmother. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> you know yeah. You know, this actually really speaks to the whole reason that I started training people in the Akashic Records, um, because there's so much, there's so much intimidation by our own voice. You know, we might hear something come through, but then we start immediately doubting it. Well, maybe mm -hmm. that's not me, or maybe that's wrong, or maybe I shouldn't listen to that, or last time I listened to that, it turned out this way. And so there, we're, we're so intimidated to listen to our own our own resonance. And I think that honestly, it takes practice. And in a lot of ways, it takes having a guide or a teacher that can hold you through that practice. And this is why I started Starseed Collective is that I wanted to have a Sangat. A Sangat is another word for a spiritual family, where you could sit in those circles, and you could get more comfortable together. And you could have a teacher and you could have your sisters and you can have one another to actually go through those uncomfortable phases of not being sure and not being secure because it actually does take being supported and, and being held in that process yes. and having other people who've gone first that you can yes. look at and and see like okay this i see that they have this attainment let me be in this let me be in their aura so some of that attainment rubs off on me. And I believe a ton in the group aura or a ton mm -hmm. in the group energy field. You can embody new frequencies by simply surrounding yourself with people that hold that attainment. And so I think it's, it's practice, it's finding teachers that can help you and it's finding spiritual families that can hold you in that, in that process. Perfect answer. I couldn't agree more. Everything you just said is critical. Not only is the person who's a little further along than you call it a mentor or whatever it may be, but that's very important. But also being in the safe container of, of where you're psychically and physically safe enough to go there, yes. you know, like you need to have that buffer that it's okay to go there. And, and then experience is the best teacher, right? Because for me personally, I've cultivated a relationship with my soul 
through trial and error, even sometimes with tarot card reading as a divination tool, like, and just seeing you have to, and my, again, one of my mentors, Paul Check, taught me that tarot is not about reading the answer in a book of what the card is. It's about you developing a personal relationship with what that archetypal card is in your life. So now I know after doing tarot for what, three, four years, that this particular card, wherever it may be, five of wands, two of cups, whatever it is, means this to Amy. Whereas that's not what it says in the book, but I've learned through trial and error of my life of journaling every day, being consciously aware every morning, I take 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and I just kind of look back at the previous day. I'm making, I'm looking for patterns. I'm looking for associations. This is all the way our soul communicates with us. And it's the relationship with our own self that we have to just carve out time to cultivate that relationship, just like any relationship, right? But it's one that develops over time by attention and paying attention and looking for patterns and associations. And now I'm figuring out, okay, so now I know like today I got the hanged man. That's not a bad thing for me. For some people, the hanged man is a bad, not a good card. It means, you know, detached from the situation. You, you know, you're too close to it. You're just gonna, for me, it's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's like, it's actually a good card or the tower. The tower for a lot of people is a bad card. It's a trouble card, 16, right? It's the guys falling off Mm -hmm. the tower and a big lightning bolt exploding the thing and they're going head first. So that means your ego is first and all that stuff. For me, it can also mean, um, that it, you have some kind of like flash of insight. Uh-huh. So a tower for me is a good card. So, but yeah. if I just went by the book, again, if I externalized that experience or asked my teacher, they'd be like, "Uh oh, it's a trouble card. You might get in an accident today or whatever, you know? Whereas yep. for me, I've learned, no, that means I'm going to get some huge insight. Like I'm talking with Vanessa Lambert today and she's going to drop some truth bomb on me. It's going to change my life. It's going to help me take my cold showers with more pleasure, <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know? Yeah. So this, I'm you, just you, trying to yeah. you give it the audience to the teachings. Like, yes, exactly yes. It. You dilated I'm, yourself and you made it your own. Go. And that's, that's, yeah. Mic drop. Yay. <laughs> I, yeah. And I, I just like to try to make the show and use my crazy, silly life personal examples for the audience to help them make it practical. What we're it. talking about. So, this is how I apply this kind of thing I dialing it. it in, getting a relationship with my own soul, learning your body's communication, you know. But, but I guess what I'm hearing you say to pull it back to you, Vanessa, is I'm hearing you say, you know, we just, we have to. We have to, and you didn't say this and correct me, but I guess I'm just taking it a step further. We have to cultivate the space to allow ourselves to dial it in because we're so busy. You know, where do you have that time to let yourself dial it in? Joining someone like a Vanessa's, I'm sorry, I don't know what you call that spiritual group or whatever, but, and sometimes that's what people do at personal trainers. It's not that they don't want to work out. It's just that that makes them be accountable and show up, you know? So whatever it may be, we all need something in our lives where we, because we're, otherwise we're going to get busy and not have time. Right. So. Yeah. And I, I would just add, you know, the other part of it is making the space 
and also generating the capacity to hold all the big things you're up to because there are a lot of spiritual teachings and teachers and there's kind of a dogma out there that you should you know be less busy do less calm down yes da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. and that's just another dogma honestly there's no right or wrong for how busy Amy is in her life. She gets to decide. You are the sovereign being that decides this is actually the the level at which I want to operate and makes me thrive and happy and excited. It could, you know, your next door neighbor could be like, screw that. I could never keep that capacity. Yep. <laughs> but but you need to have your own capacity and your own cultivation of that frequency and have sovereign reign over it. And I think that's the the thing is yes, make space and then also make sure that you're paying attention to your capacity. How can you hold what you're up to? So brilliant, Vanessa. I just, this is such a fantastic conversation. I'm enjoying this so much. Me too. Uh, I, I, I love that because um, it also, Vanessa, makes me think about, because you're right, there's so much dogma and like, you know, and we're all trying to do it right. It's, yes. it's not like our intentions are good. Like we want help. Like we're yes. trying to like, okay, let me hear from someone who's more advanced than me. Like, how does she do it? You know, yep. but at the end of the day, it's like, yes, it's how it feels in your nervous system and your body's feedback. Are you sleeping? How's your mood? Uh, how's your energy? Uh, how's is your hair falling out? I mean, something silly, right? Or like, are your periods regular? I mean, these are all feedback. Do you have bloating gas? Are you constipated? These, this is all feedback from your body of how you're doing. So you, at the end of the day, you got to go back to yourself and see this, is this working for me? And I'll also add it's cyclical right? Because there's times what I'm starting to figure out, because I'm certainly a high achiever, I'm more energetic. Um, I don't know, I think maybe in the womb, my mom was a nervous nilly because I have high energy. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like, for me, I'm starting to learn I'm more, I don't want to say batch energy, but I'll be like a big push, say like three, four days of like ridiculously crazy, intense work. And then I need, I need, and I'm starting to respect this in my own needs myself more that, okay, then I need like Friday, Saturday, Sunday to be less demanding. Mm -hmm. And, and that works for me. Some people need, you know, steady state all week long. Some people need chunks. Like it's all different. It can change too. Like it can be different in your twenties than it was in your forties. And that doesn't mean it's wrong. Ugh. It's just like what we've discovered with our diets, right? It's much more nuanced. It's much more personalized. Yeah. It's like our fitness and our diet. It all kind of follows suit. Everything that you do that is nourishing for you is going to be nuanced. And it's going to be, like you said, it could be cyclical or different or change from time to time. And I just think it's so important that we recognize that on a holistic level. Like that is what it means to be human is that you have your own unique blueprint and code and, and it's changing all the time. And that is the most beautiful awareness that you can have. Instead of trying to model somebody else's blueprint, you really, really hone in on yours and figure out how to optimize it for who you are trying to be in your life. And then I will add, I think it would be helpful as well to have the environment where you're able to sustain it because your environment is supporting that in that what I'm saying is, is our culture doesn't really support you marching to the tune of your own drum. 
right? Our culture, <laughs> you know, it's like the yes. nine to five and of course the Instagram 24 seven and people emailing you on Sundays, like there were the boundaries, like there's, it's all out there. It's all kind of the consumerism and Amazon, get it tomorrow, order whatever you want in two seconds at your door. You know, that's all fine. That's all fine. But if you're trying to cultivate and march to the beat of your own drum and you want to do it this way against the cultural grain, you need to be able to either have a strong enough backbone or a supportive uh, subculture around you or something that will help you reinforce your needs. Otherwise, it's very, very hard to be rowing that boat against the river by yourself. Mm. I feel like this is why I started Starseed Collective mm -hmm. is I, I really wanted more women that were around me that were doing just this, that were deciding, no, this is my, this is nice. the way I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And there were other people in the room saying, yeah, great. Love it. Support. Yes. You. Like I'm going to do it this way. Great. You do it that way. We're all going to, you know, have our own intuitive sense of how we are individually going to do it. But we're in a room of people that acknowledge that that is a way to be about things. And yes. that is so, to your point, it's so important. You have that support. 100%. My mindset is everything, isn't it? Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the episode. I'm here with my friend Hannah Marabani from Seab and Solace. Amazing. My favorite skincare, self-care, pet care, beauty company. You actually refer to having sacred ingredients. What do you mean by sacred ingredients? They become sacred in a sense that we do not allow the soil to get tampered with. We allow nature take its course on this soil and allow the ingredients to bloom on their own without us tampering with any sorts of chemicals and fertilizers and pesticides. And the type of water we use, it's well water from right from the farms. And that well water is very clean. It doesn't have any toxicity from the city. So what gets absorbed into the soil is proper nutrition that we put in that comes directly from the farm, from the plants that we plant and from the animals that we have and the water that is pure coming from Mother Earth. Please try it out. Seben Solace, enter the special coupon code FITAMYTV10, all caps, at checkout and you'll save 10%. Vanessa, uh, I know we're getting toward the end, but how, as someone who is really making a living, making an impact and a living in the uh, subtle energies, um, tell us some, or could you please tell us some practical tips for the audience and for me on uh, how how we can tap into these subtle energies in ourselves, how we can work with them in our everyday life. Maybe someone that's just a beginner, you know, they're just trying to work, feed the kids, do the laundry, get through the day, have somewhat of an enjoyable weekend. You know, um, how do we tap into these subtle energies that you, your world is, is working with all the time to begin that relationship? I think if I go back to the very beginning of this podcast where we were being channels, right? And we were allowing whatever was meant to come through. I think the thing that's coming through right now that might be really valuable for your audience is to identify that there are usually two voices in the head. There's usually a, a stronger voice, a more aggressive voice, the one that's usually like, get this done, or I don't know if you could do that. It's kind of the bossy Bessie of the group, right? And there's usually that voice inside of the head. 
And then if you give yourself space and you give yourself enough attention, there'll actually be a more subtle voice that lives in a softer playing field below that kind of more boisterous sound. And usually that soft voice is the intuitive self, is the subtle field, is the subtle energy. And so what I would like encourage people to do is just actually identify those two sides of self, those two voices that live within you mm -hmm. and to just start noticing that they're even there. And then again, decide which one do I want to engage more? It's like that old adage they talk about the wolf you feed is the one that survives, right? It's really, really true. So just start noticing, oh, here's the really loud, you know, the, the one that's usually kind of bossy to me or maybe makes me feel insecure or tells me that what was I, I'm so dumb for trying that or it's kind of just like, it's like a grumpy older sister or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's always this sweet undercurrent voice that's just waiting for you to turn into it and tune into it. And, and within that softer current, there's always that that subtle body, that subtle energy that's just waiting to be acknowledged and that's waiting to be developed within you. And I think that that's a really good place to get started. You know, it's funny. It makes me think about what I tell people is like, you got to be your own ideal parent. And you're making me think of that beautiful mother energy of the mother that we all wish we had or the Grammy that, you know, you fall and you scrape your knee and, you know, she's got the apron on. And, you know, she, she's like, come sit in my lap, honey. Let me rub it for you. Oh, it hurts. Oh, let me get you a cookie. Okay. You know, like that, that's the energy that you want to bring. We have to be our own parents. You know, all of our parents did the best they could, whatever happened, happened. And, um, you know, now give that to yourself. So I often, you know, when I'm in my darkest hour and depressed or sad or whatever it may be. I'll, I literally pep talk myself from her energy of, mm -hmm. I just, I'll just say for the audience, you know, um, you know, honey, you're doing okay. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. Just keep going. You know, you're doing so well. Sometimes I just repeat that because I don't even really know what else to say, but it's like, we have to tell ourselves what it is we long to hear and, and we have to give it to ourselves because, First of all, it's not realistic. And second of all, it's not fair to expect someone else to give it to you. And plus, that's a codependent relationship, right? We really want to be sovereign unto ourselves. I mean, it'd be great if someone else told you that. But then again, you're externally focused and you're going to be looking to someone else to give you what you need, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just helpful to to recognize that all of that's going on in us. Yeah. Because I think that sometimes we hear that Welcome voice. to my world. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we think, you know, if we, if we, if we encounter, you know, a voice that maybe isn't being that beautiful ma energy that you talked about, we think, well, if it's there, that must mean it's true because people talk about intuition. And if this is the voice in my head and this is the thing I'm hearing, that that must be intuition. And so if that's what my intuition is saying, then I'm like, oh no, this isn't good. But, but what you have to understand is that even, even our you know, our self projection is going to have polarity, even, you know, the internal yeah. wisdom, even the internal conversation is going to have that polarity. And so don't be frightened by it. 
don't wait you know a negative voice quote unquote negative voice too heavily just recognize oh that's just part of it okay great and then like you said bring in that beautiful ma or grandma energy that says like honey you got this like we're in this together and it's going to be okay and i think that's such a beautiful way to think about it and i i just think that people get confused because they think that voice shouldn't be there at all right and maybe someday it gets very very quiet mm -hmm. but, you know if it's there it's there it's okay it's it's just a voice it's just a perspective it's just a way to show you the polarity of experience and now it gives you a way to contrast your life and see where you want to live in that that spectrum and i think that that is really so much more empowering than thinking oh no there's something wrong with me because that voice is still in my head vanessa that's brilliant i never thought of it that way that's really fantastic that that, that self-projection is just uh, the polarity of life. And the fact that it's in your head doesn't mean it's wrong or you have a self-esteem problem or your program screwy or any of that. It's just because that's the way life is. And now, because you are conscious of it, you're objectively kind of the observer of the fact you're aware that there's these two voices, these two wolves you know, yeah. you can now make a conscious choice of which one you're going to listen to. You're not on automatic pilot of going right into the, you see, I told you you're a piece of crap. You keep doing this. You one step forward, three steps back. What's wrong with you? You're never going to get it right. You don't get into that whole tape. You make a conscious choice of, nope, this is the one I'm going to listen to. Mommy. I'm choosing the mom street. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the cookie, grandma. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's. Yeah. Canceling the subscription too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I never yeah. thought of it, that, that, that polarity of the inner projection. What are some of the common things that you hear from women, the challenges they have in this realm, Vanessa, like in your groups and stuff, like, you know, elevating their consciousness and listening to their intuition or, you know, really advancing in their evolution? Well, I think the two main themes we always hear are money and time, right? Okay. So every, everyone always thinks I, I don't have enough money and I don't have enough time, but actually money and time are two of the most spiritual teachings that we're in and, and, <laughs> yes. and they're just a reflection of everything else. Wow. And so I, I feel like that is always the common thing. Whenever anyone comes to me, it's typically because they want to figure out one or both of those. Wow. I want to figure out how I need more time. I want to do this or I'm my capacity is limited True. or I would do all of these things if only I had the resources. And yeah. what we always realize is that it's never about those two it's a way that you're holding your energy field that those things show up as an example of how you're being about life how your thought forms are being about your your reality how you're participating in the reality you're creating wow and so i think that i love love teaching about time and money because it's something everybody can relate to particularly money money is just so juicy it's one of my favorite we're right Trigger. in the middle it's, Trigger. Yeah, it's, uh -huh. it's so triggering for people but and no one no one gets to divorce themselves of the money game like we all have to do it to some degree you have to participate with money so it's not something that you can even just you know unsubscribe from like you cannot mm -hmm. divorce yourself from it so mm -hmm. i think it can be one of the most powerful teachers 
I love talking about it. I love helping women dismantle all the, the crud around it mm -hmm. and to fall back in love with money because money is just, a, it's a frequency and it's beautiful. So I think those are the two things that get really, really juicy because we all can relate to them. And I think that, you know, all of it comes back to if you can understand that we're in a game, this game is called life that really the whole goal of the game is to become a more advanced player. And the way that you become a more advanced player is to be more aware of the rules and to be more in attunement with how we engage with the game. And once you just start to cultivate more mastery in understanding the game and understanding how to use your tools, everything that you ever thought was a block for you is actually the thing that will make your life the most incredible version that you could ever imagine. And so it's really just like zoom back out, realize that you're just you're just in a game and and play the game with power, with mastery, with grace and with gratitude and watch how the game starts to transform in front of you. That's brilliant. I mean, how to master the game of life, that's really what it's all about. However, I will say <laughs> that that you know when these issues are let's bring it down boots on the ground, right? Emotionally loaded, right? Or pressure. People don't have enough money. Yep. They can't pay their bills or they feel like they just don't have enough time. There's too much to do. I'm a single mom. I'm not, but let's, I'm just giving an example. Yep. You know, I, I just, I don't have the time or money. I'm exhausted. I blah, 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 whatever. Like, yes, that all sounds great, but how, how do they actually navigate when there is a scarcity mindset with, mm -hmm. there isn't enough money, Vanessa, but I, I don't have enough time, Vanessa. Like I really don't like, how yeah. do you kind of resolve that for people in reality? Yeah. You know, I'm, I feel really blessed because I was raised by a single mom where all those wow. things that you just said were very, mm -hmm. very true cool, and very present in my entire growing up. And, uh, I had a really amazing mom who decided to actually tackle this thing from Amazing. the place that you are describing to a T. Wow. And so the way that she did it was incrementally. And when we were kids, this is back in, you know, the late eighties, early nineties, she would put on tapes from, I don't know if you remember Zig Ziglar, Mark Victor. Of course. Hansen, okay. Right. Of course. All these guys. She didn't know like exactly how to do it. But she just thought, I'm, I'm just going to do this on the way to school every morning. I'm going to put in these tapes and I'm going to listen to them with my kids. God, I did too. And we're going to mm -hmm. start just, we're going to start hearing different versions of life. We're going to start surrounding ourselves with different sound codes than we'd ever heard before. And so she didn't really know, okay, I don't really know how I'm going to solve that my bank is in negative right now and rent is due next week, but I know that the step I can take is by listening to something beautiful and positive and, and holding myself and my family in that energy current as often as possible. Brilliant. And so that's, that's how we do it. We just do it incrementally and we do it with grace. And sometimes we do it with fear. I mean, we moved every single year of my childhood every single year because my mom was, you know, we'd get evicted or we had to move or we wow. didn't have enough money or whatever. And so I'm, I'm very deeply in tune with what you're describing. Yeah. And so I don't want the audience out there to think there's any flippancy around that, mm -hmm. but, but it's really, really true. If you can just start making these small incremental changes about even one thought, 
if you just change one thought from, I don't know how to do it to, I can't wait to figure out how this is going to work out for me. And, and that's just one thought. This is one little shift in your reality and how you interface with a problem. All of those small little micro shifts, I promise you, will lead to massive changes in your life. And now, you know, my mom, bless her heart, she's, she's you know, done well for herself. She is a living, when she owns a home in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, where she's a full-time gram- grandma to my brother's kids. And she's a wonderful life. And honestly, the ingredients were not there for the way that it all turned out for us. And I can tell you with the utmost assurity that those small little things that she decided to change about our reality and the sounds and the voices and the stories we were hearing made all the difference in the world. Brilliant, brilliant answer. This is like an epic, epic uh, episode. I, I just think that was just such a perfect answer because not only was it real, but it, it's so right on the money because what I'm hearing you say is we have to bring into our consciousness new ways of thinking and being. Your mother didn't know how in God's name she was going to get from where she was to someone like a Zig Ziglar or Stephen Covey was another one with all this. And they were the cassette CDs. I remember that. I had them all. How to win friends and influence people (laughs) and all. Yeah, yeah. I had them all. I listened to all. Who was the Brian Tracy was another one. And, uh, and, you know, I was the same because in my world, I mean, I wasn't the same as your mother. I was, I was blessed to be much better off, you know, financially and all uh, economically than she was. I was just a, you know, teenage girl, but my mental programming, let's just say was very limited. Okay. And what was possible and what was expected. But I always was like, there's gotta be more to life than this. And this is not the kind, I don't want that life. Yeah. So what I did was I, like your mom, I had to look for ways to bring in these new ideas to put them in my brain, like eating another meal to put that nutrition in my body. I needed to put those thoughts in my consciousness to be even, even let that energy start to take root inside of myself to be able to manifest. Mm, so we exactly. have to, yeah, we have to like seek that out and not worry about how is that possible? How's it going to work? Like, don't worry about any of that. Just bring it into your field. And that might be, you know, uh, going on one of Vanessa's retreats, listening to my podcast, listening to other audiobooks that inspire you, make you feel the way you want to feel people that are doing what you want to do. People that are living the life you want thinking the way you think saying things that make you feel hopeful. Those are the ones you want to hang on to and, and, and expose yourself more to in your life because Mm -hmm. God knows life has the enough of the other crap bringing you down. And it's so interesting because back then, you know, my mom had to still buy those tapes, right? There was a very kind of limited access to that Mm -hmm. kind of sound and those kinds of stories and that kind Mm -hmm. of storytelling and ideology and all of that. We live in the age of Aquarius. This, the age of Aquarius means that it's the age of information. And so the amount of free information, the amount of accessibility to everybody, I don't care if you're, if you're in the US or you're in Europe or one of these countries, every single one of us have an iPhone. 
and and your iPhone is literally a portal to any world you want to create and any world you want to participate in. So I would say that even more so now than when my mom was doing this, she had to like actually go seek it out. Right. It's everywhere now. Yeah. And so all you have to do is just tune the dial to the right station and start streaming in for free content. It, yes, for free. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like this show is for free. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's all free. free. Yeah, you don't have to buy it like the audio tape or whatever. Mm -hmm. So no matter where you are in the spectrum of your finances at this time in your life, there is plenty of support out Good there. Point. Plenty of support and and just start trying to find as much of it as you can and just infusing your life with as much of it as you can. That's it. And even if it just means a few minutes every day is all you can do and, or you miss a few days. So what on so the next what? day you can put it just, that's how it becomes a lifestyle. Like, and, and back to, to circle this back to the beginning of the show, you know, it's not about forcing that discipline. It's about being flexible and giving yourself a break that, okay, maybe you're not doing this every day. That's okay. Just make it a part of who you are that you go back to it and you pull it in when you can without the pressure and just trying to take steps forward as much as possible, little bits. And that counts. Mm. That all counts, you know, 100%. giving yourself a break. Yes, please. I mean, we're not here. Like there's no, we're, we're, it's like, it's not a race, right? That's the other thing, the time game, right? We yeah. think, oh, I got to do it all right now. Totally. And if I don't do it all right now, I'm losing. That's and me. it's just like the, the time construct is yeah. a real kicker. And so again, it's like a pressure. It's yep. a pressure. And sometimes mm -hmm. you need that pressure, right? You need to make something happen. And that's yep. all good. There's, there's a reason it's part of the game. It's cool. But you need to make that pressure work for you, not against you. And so if you can realize, okay, that pressure's coming in. And I really want to let this pressure come in because it's appropriate for me right now to kind of kick me over into the next level, then great. But don't let that pressure come in and take you off track. That's, that's, that's not the vibe, right? <laughs> yes. So it's like, what, what I'm hearing you say is like, there's a time, let's say you're procrastinating where yes. it's like, okay, you know, like get, get going. Like, you yeah. know, and whereas opposed to the urgency of your nervous system being so jacked up that you feel like this this, like your race, like it's a yes. race of trying to get it up. And that I get like that. Like, where I'm like, I'm going to write time. It's already four o'clock. It's already six o'clock. Oh my God. It's dark. Oh, and now I get, you know, it's like, okay, it, you're not going to win. You're not going to chasing win. the time, you know, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And honestly, what is the big hurry really? Like, is, <laughs> yes. are we just racing to our deathbed? Like I want to hurry true. up and get there as fast as I can. It's it's like, where are you going? Where are you yeah. going? All of this true. experience is the journey. Like you're doing mm -hmm. it every single day. So it, the time thing is just so funny. And it's just yes. really beautiful when you start to realize like how hilarious the pressure of time is. You're like, this is so funny. <laughs> and then when you go deep into the teachings, which I'm sure you know all too well, they talk about how really there is no time, how exactly. everything is happening actually at the same time and how you can like the work of Dr. Dr. Ibrahim Karim, whom I'm having on the show soon, by the oh, way, beautiful. he talks about, yeah, he talks about how you can go back and actually change the course of time. Like you can time travel and we already know that, I mean, you know, people have done that. So yeah, that's a whole this, nother discussion. This is actually something I do in my Akashic training is teach people how to go into different timelines of their Akashic records, which is really your soul's timeline. And so it's a, it's a big focus for me is like, what makes the reality true now 
is is there's nothing that changes the reality now and so if we know that there's nothing different in this moment say something horrible happened to you when you were a kid you can go back to that timeline and you can recreate that and the only thing that is different now is the story you tell yourself about it and the way you relate to it and so i think this time travel thing is super important and you know some people like they don't like that because they're like no that thing happened to me and that's important that that that, that stays true because that anchors me into my reality of who i am now that's fine. You could be that way about it. But if you don't want that thing to be true yeah. about you, you can go back and you can change the, the frequency of that experience. Okay. hundred percent because I'm an advanced biogeometry practitioner okay. and we talk about, it's actually referred to as repairing the cracked steps. Dr. Kareem talks about how when these kind those kind of things happen that are, let's just say detrimental for lack of a better term, they create something like a cracked step on a staircase and it, it disrupts the flow because there's mm -hmm. a crack. And he talks about how you can go back and repair that step. Mm. So you're time traveling. And so, okay, you're going to have to come back so we can talk about the Akashic records and how you deal with that. Cause I yeah. think this is super important and I don't want to rush through it and we're already over an hour. So and one thing I'll just say, yeah. I, I would love to do that. The one thing I'll just say about the Akashic mm. Records is this is why I love them so much is that I didn't know anything about that. And the Akashic Records taught me that. So like actually working with the Akashic Records taught me, they, they showed me, no, you can go back in time and they gave me the steps and they gave me the guidance of how you do it. And this is why I love the Akashic Records is they will teach you these different modalities that you don't know about. And so all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I can repair timelines. What up? <laughs> like, I Damn. This is amazing. Uh, Got certified in that today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so Vanessa, did, does that mean then therefore, kind of a dumb question, but you're repairing them so you can heal them? So, I mean, you can look at it that way. You're repairing them for whatever is right for them. If okay. it feels like it, they need to be healed. I don't get super caught in up in the idea of healing as much anymore. I know that that's kind of strange to hear, but what I get more interested in is like, what is making you enlivened and embodied in your highest state? And if that okay. feels like that needs to be healing, then let's heal. Then that's beautiful. We can do that. But what I think happens, especially in this spiritual world, is that everybody's like, you got to heal everything. You're, you're, you're yes. broken. You're broken. You're broken. Heal, heal, heal. Yeah. And it's like at some point, I always like to say, don't forget to heal. Like, don't forget at some point, like we did it. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like yeah. to actually give yourself the grace of being like, no, I'm good. And yes. now instead of focusing on healing, I focus on what do I want to create with my life source? And that is yes. more beautiful for me at this point. Um, but I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. That just feels so much better. Yeah. I because love we get that caught in the healing loop and it's don't yeah. get me wrong. I did a lot of plant medicine and a lot of yeah. self-work and a lot of things all around that idea. But there was a point where, you know, I think even in the plant medicine, she, where she was like, you're good. Like you're good. Yeah. Like what do you, what do you want to do now? And I was like, Oh, uh, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm yeah. healing. <laughs> you know, so funny. I think, yeah, I'm kind of right with you with the plant medicine. I was actually just thinking about the other day. I'm like, I think I'm good for a while. I think yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of, you're kind of like, uh, I, okay, yeah. I did all the things now. Yeah. What do I want to create? Like, what do I want to do with my beautiful life? Yeah. 
or at least not for now, because it's, I certainly know there's more in there. I'm certainly not done, but I guess, you know, like we were saying earlier, everything has a season. Like you just have to kind of ride it. Like not now timing is everything in life, right? Yes. Yes. So maybe again, but not at the moment I'm going to do some, I need to do a little more. I need to have more levity. Let's put it that way. Uh, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) All right. So you're coming back for part two, where we're going to learn about the Akashic records and all that, because that's just too much important stuff to just gloss over. But in the meantime, you have a great offer for this amazing, you do these events regularly. Mm-hmm. You've got your big annual one coming up, uh, April, 2023. Yes. You've offered my audience a huge discount. I might even be at this event in April because <laughs> I'm going to check it out. Yes. Yeah. I'll be at one of them. I don't know about this yes. April, but now more than ever, I definitely want to connect with you, my friend. Yes. Um, but please tell the audience where they can find out about Vanessa, your work, these events, and just the ongoing in case they hear this after April of 2023, where they can still find out stuff. Yeah, so the main hub for the events is going to be Be The Wellness, and Be mm-hmm. is spelled like a honeybee, so it's B-E-E, The Wellness, and that's going to be where we do all of our events, and the event that you're referring to is called Bee Fest, and it's actually an annual event where, that we do, and it's our, I call it a wellness retreat with a festival vibe, and it's really kind of like a mini boutique festival slash wellness retreat experience and so even if folks are hearing about this after april we would most likely have another one on the books for 2024 so this is kind of our ongoing uh you know annual event that we really love bringing to the table so and it you know b fest just to speak to it is so beautiful it's everything we talked about tonight or today (laughs) It's two o'clock. I don't know. What <laughs> time dark. doesn't matter. The time <laughs> there is no time. <laughs> Someone out there, it's dark. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's everything we talked about today on this podcast in an event. It's like it's the energy of everything we dug into in Damn. one event. And it's literally my soul child. It's so beautiful. I gotta I gotta get there. I gotta, you, I, gotta you, get there. I mean, honestly, you will freak out. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, so, I just love, I love the thought of being together in the space with you too. In person uh, would be great. Uh, it's, it's just, I would love that too. It'd be beautiful. And you got to trust that God brings you together for a reason, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the code for that is awakening and it's $500 off for any, of, yes, any of the listeners out there. And if you know, you are hearing this later than April, 2023, make sure to check either Amy's site or our site, because there'll for sure be another event and we'll keep her posted and keep you guys up to date on other experiences. And then what I would say, if you're interested in the Akashic Records or the Kundalini or any of the other stuff I talked about in the esoteric teachings, I would reach out to me on my Instagram, which is starseed.collective. I'm super active there. And there's like 40 links I could give you for all different things. So it's best if you just reach out to me and, and tell me what you're interested in and what you're up to, and we'll find the right spot to get you in and, and get you going in our world. And, and we'll just find the right seat to put you in. So, uh, be the wellness, the website, there's also an Instagram that's be the wellness. And those are kind of the three domains that we're most active on. So check us out there and we'll give you all the links for, of course, the show notes and, uh, and then, you know, see in the subtle. 
There you go. And I will say, uh, Vanessa, it's B as in the insect, two E's. Exactly. Yeah. B, -E -E. B the wellness, B-E-E, -E, the wellness. Yep. And uh, just to underscore what she said, everyone, this will be in my show notes, awakening, the word awakening in all caps, you enter that coupon code for one of these events and you get a huge discount. And if it's after April 23 of 2023, check out my Instagram fit Amy TV for any latest uh, updates of what that code would be for Vanessa's latest events. Cause again, she does these all the time. So we don't know when you're going to listen to the show because there is no time, but we still want you there. And it would be so amazing for anyone who comes to this show. I am going to have to throw in like a special offer. I'm just feeling like this would be so fun. If someone showed up to one of your events and you and I were there and they were like, all right, I heard the podcast number, ba ba ba, And I don't know, like I do something special for them because they referred to the show. I'm going to have to think of something. Think of it. I love that. Yeah. And, and honestly, we'll have coffee or one-on-one or, -on -one or something. I don't know. A hundred percent. And if you're yeah. hearing this and you have this like spark inside of you yeah. that you can see yourself there with us and you can uh -huh. feel the energy of this event, just go there, show yes. up. I'm yeah. telling you, this yeah. event will change everything. And you got to listen to that feeling in general, because enthusiasm is in Theos, in God, God in you. Inspiration is spirit in you. It's energy. When you get something that pulls your energy up, that's a huge, huge red flag from your soul saying, pay attention and don't discredit it and don't overthink it and don't talk yourself out of it or any of that crap. Just follow the energy. <laughs> don't play and the trust. money and time game <laughs> yeah and just all the shoulds and that's stupid and how I can't get there and what about the kids and then my dog and this and that where yeah, yeah no okay in the show notes everybody thank you be on the lookout for part two with Vanessa Lambert where we're going to talk about the Akashic Records you got to come back for that one everybody I also want to get more into Kundalini with her because I don't know much about that but it's something I've got to study we're going to get more into the feminine because those are very feminine ways of being Vanessa obviously is a wealth of amazing beautiful information I have enjoyed this so much Vanessa thank you so much for being on the show Thank you so much. I'm so grateful and just so honored to meet you. I feel like I found another soul sister. So thank you I so agree. much, Amy. God bless I, you, sister. <laughs> I agree, my friend. Okay, everyone, you know what to do. You enjoyed the show, share it, subscribe. And wow, I'd be forever indebted if you would leave a review. That's the best way to support me. And I hope to see you at one of Vanessa's B-Fest events. All right, everybody. Until next time, awaken Aphrodite. Bye-bye. Would you like to support my mission to help empower people all over the world to be all of who they truly are? If so, please subscribe to the show, leave a review on iTunes, and share it with a friend. And if you're looking to take immediate action to align your energy and optimize your health, visit amyfournier.com. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite. Let's awaken her together in you. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier. And I already can't wait to be with you again and for you to hear what I have planned for the next show. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. To learn more about Amy, check out her website, amyfournier.com. That's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. You can also check out Amy's live and on-demand virtual fitness and yoga classes 
and sign up for her newsletter to receive a free mini ebook of three of her top tips for making holistic health a lifestyle. Again, that's amyfournier.com and get your ebook sent to your email immediately. Connect with Amy on the daily on Instagram at fitamytv, F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V, and watch many of the podcast episodes and subtopic clips on her YouTube channel, which is also fitamytv. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite.